Hey everybody, as I try to adjust the camera here for a second, hold on. Here we go. But to follow up on my last video about Velma and everything, you know, one of the recent videos I just watched reaction-wise was by Zade Magenta, formerly Ms. Anthropony. Uh, they changed the name ever since season, uh, not season, but ever since Friendship is Magic ended. And I don't know, I think they have seen, I believe, uh, some of G5. But anyway, the reason I want to do this follow-up is because, like I said in the uh, first video, Velma is a prime example, uh, basically, of the fact that you do not, in my opinion, you do not allow anybody to uh, get behind the will of a show like this, either as a writer, a producer, a director, uh, someone that even, you know, in those categories, even voices one of the characters, you do not let them get behind the will of a show like this if they're just going to use it in the eyes of many people to push the agenda as well as basically poke fun of what made the original show what it was, poke fun at some, you know, cliches and things people are against. You don't do that. I mean, it'd be like, you know, I just, you know, started this video talking about how Zade Magenta, formerly Miss Anthropony, was one of the bronies out there that would do uh, reviews of all the episodes of Friendship is Magic and even touched upon G5. It'd be like if you allowed someone like uh, Mindy Kalin or anybody that is on her team that's worked on the show and wrote some of the episodes uh, to basically write episodes for Friendship is Magic. It'd basically be that equivalent. It'd be the equivalent of allowing that to happen. And if that was to happen with those shows, or with that show, and those 200 plus episodes, then you can only imagine how fans would have reacted, you know, uh, to what, was what, would, what would have been uh, presented there. I mean, yeah, we had several bad episodes in Friendship is Magic, don't get me wrong. A lot of people tore them to shreds, there is no doubt. Uh, you know, because of the flaws and everything. You know, the fact that they missed the mark of who these characters were and what they were about, or they didn't pay it, or in their minds, they didn't pay attention to what had already happened previously uh, in seasons prior. But, again, if you look at what's going on with Velma, and you apply that to what, you know, Friendship is Magic, you know, um, is, and you allow the same kind of uh, people, like I said, to be behind that, then Friendship is Magic, honestly, probably wouldn't have lasted as long as it did. And thank goodness they didn't do that, but like I said, they did miss, miss the mark on a few things. You know, another prime example is, you know, allowing people like this, you know, behind Velma to get behind shows like, let's say, uh, Sonic Boom, or uh, uh, let's say the um, classic Sonic, Sonic Satayam, if you will, or even Sonic X. It'd be like if you let them get behind that and just used it to have a character like Sally on Sat-A-M or Amy in Sonic X or Sonya in Underground, Sonic Underground, to basically spew what that person is, you know, is backing up in real life. You know, you know, what would it do? What would it do to that show? What would it do to the character? Well, one, it'd get, you know, the show to get a massive thumbs down and it would get the characters to be very, very disliked. That's the one thing some people didn't appreciate with the Sonic Archie comics when whoever would be writing it would write the characters in a way that even though artistically they weren't supposed to be represented in such a manner, 
would turn people off to those characters and that and the comic in general, you know, for the you know for the rest of its run or for a period of time. And that's exactly what Velma is doing. Velma, in a sense, is basically doing that with how they're you know exploring you know different you know things and you know basically poking fun and you know at you know at stuff that made the show what it was and you're just associating the characters from what made them popular heck i didn't even know but it's about fred or anything but apparently fred in this version is a stuck up you know spoiled brat rich kid spoiled brat and the way he's presented in like one of the images that's just right there to me and you know to me is a parody of how fans pretty much looked at him in the first place and i think that's why He's being portrayed the way he is. I mean, when you get down to it, the way fans look at the presentation of the characters in the show, along with how they would look at the presentation of characters in episodes of other shows as well, to them, it's like the writers and any the writers, Mindy Kaling and all of them, you know, didn't research who these characters were, or if they did, they just wanted to make fun of them to shut the people up. But again, it's. Again, it's just a prime example of, like I said in the in the first video, of you know not allowing people like a Mindy Kalin who has an agenda, who's part you know of a certain group that has a certain you know uh, point of view and mindset, uh, to get behind shows like this, even if they were fans or they weren't. You know, it's you know because what it will do in the end is basically cause a lot of trouble for fans. Uh, not well, not for fans, but it'll cause a lot of trouble for uh, the people behind it, like HBO Max, like you know, like Warner Brothers, like Mindy Kaling and her crew. It's going to cause a lot of uproar, and it has. I mean, I go back to Friendship is Magic, and there's a lot of episodes in the earlier seasons, but mostly the later seasons, that felt like the the writers didn't understand the characters uh, and who they were or how far they had come. Like with uh, Rolo, what was it? Um, it wasn't Roller Coaster Friendship, it was, uh, it was that episode, I'm trying to think of the name right now, I gotta look it up, uh, well, I, I, let me see if I can look it up here, I think it was, let's see, um, hold on, I think it was something, I'm trying to think, hold on. Hold on here, guys. I, I do apologize. Road to Friendship. That's what it is. Right off the bat. Road to Friendship. It'd be like with Road to Friendship where Starlight acted a little bit more villainous at times or a little more antagonist. And the prime example of that is selling off Trixie's mobile home without her consent. It's like, wait a minute. This is a Starlight. And I think what this season was this. This was season eight. This is a starlight that's basically two seasons removed from redeeming herself and proving that she's the complete opposite of what she was. And people watch that episode and they're like, this is not the starlight we know. This is the old starlight. Why would you do this? The same with, um, I think it was another season eight episode with Applejack. And um, it was another season eight episode with Applejack and Rainbow Dash. Where they just, um, let me see if I can find it here. Hold on. 
Hold on, guys. Let me let me see if I can find it again. Without all these pop-ups. That's the one thing I do not like about these kind of uh, web pages. They get a lot of pop-ups and everything. Um, hold on. Trying to see here. Let me go to the bottom. Okay, Friendship with Magic. Season 8. See, it's here somewhere. Now, I think they got these out of order a little bit. Um, let me see. Let me see here. I think they may have this out of order. I don't know if they have it. Was it season eight? Or was it season nine? Oh, there it is. Non-compete clause. There it is. Uh, I don't know if they got it out of order or something, but yeah. Non-compete clause was another episode to where when fans saw it, they were like, you know, did not did the writers not know that this was already done in like season two, if you will, with Fall Weather Friends? Did they not know that? Did they not, you know, uh, understand that, you know, Rainbow Dash and Applejack had come such a long way since then? You know, apparently not. Apparently not. You know, and again, there's a lot of other prime examples I can give you, like Trivial Pursuit and everything, with uh, with Twilight and everything. Heck, the movie itself with a representation. You know, it's like basically they look at some of these moments and some of these episodes, and they're like, "Do not? Did they not understand that the characters have grown? They've changed." I mean, Trivial Pursuit, like I said, with with Twilight was another example of it seemed like she was regressing. Back to her like G four not G but season four four season three first person and all that it felt like she it felt like the the writers didn't know what was going on you know as you know when they wrote the episode like okay we're gonna write Twilight like this is and not understanding till later on oh she grew oops our mistake and again that's a that, again these are just examples from a show I was a fan of still am a fan of. Uh, and everything, along with many, many and millions others, that, you know, this is just an example of the fact that these kind of shows can have the same issues that a show like Velma's having. But Velma's basically a prime example in the first couple of episodes, and even the teaser, the synopsis, and the full trailers, and the full trailer, I should say, of, you know, someone like Mindy Kalin and the writing staff that she, you know, comprised of, the team she brought together, not understanding who Velma, Shaggy, Daphne, Fred, you know, were in Scooby-Doo. And again, as I mentioned in the previous video, if what people are speculating is could, you know, could be a reality, they definitely don't get who Scooby is, you know? And, you know, they're trying to play it off like, oh, it's an origin story and everything. Oh, and the bigger difference is it's made for adults, not kids. Uh, yeah, you don't think kids will watch it? It's a Scooby-Doo show. Of course they're going to watch it. And even they would be critical about it. Like, this is not Scooby-Doo. This is something completely, you know, different. The point is, you know, with this... The point is that I'm... The point that I'm trying to get at with the follow-up, like I mentioned in the original, is if you do not... If you're somebody that wants to do a show or you're somebody that's, you know, hired to write an episode for an you know, already concurrent show going on, then the lesson here is to you know do your research 
do your research on who the characters were, who the characters are, if you're doing a new show, or if you're hired to do an episode and everything for a show that's currently happening with a current season, do your research to find out whether or not this uh, the story you want to tell has already been done to some extent, as well as to find out whether or not the characters have come far in development. Because once you do that research on both fronts, then you can apply it to what you want to make the show as, or you can apply it to making the episode, you know, be an episode that has similar tones, but is completely original and different. Because if you don't, then you basically end up doing something that's going to upset fans of all kinds. And that is what Velma basically has done. You know, and it all basically comes, and it's all basically, you know, looked upon, looked upon as the fact that Mindy Kaylin and her team didn't get the memo of, hey, you're going to do a Velma show, a Scooby-Doo show, which is, only, which is going to be focused on Velma mainly, then guess what you need to do? You need to basically do your research. Do your research. Even if you want to use, even as popular as this may sound, even if you want to use the show to throw shade, you know, at every meta thing out there. You want to throw shade at how people portray, look at Fred and, you know, Daphne and all that. You want to, you know, you want to make fun of the, you know, iconic wording and use them as, you know, names for drugs and all that. You want to do all this, this and everything, that's fine, but, you know, be do us a favor and research who the characters are before you do it. Because if not, you're going to cause a uproar. And like I said, I can tell you from experience, when you look at Friendship is Magic, and some of the episodes that I mentioned were done the way they were, that created an uproar. You look at the Archie Sonic book, you look at 134 and some other portrayals of characters like Sally and Amy and all that, that created an uproar. You know, heck, Amy's portrayal in some games and all that that people have touched upon recently, that causes an uproar compared to how people are more accepting of how she is now. Again, the lesson that needs to be learned is if you're going to write anything, whether you're being brought on to write several episodes for a season of a show currently going on that's a huge hit with people, or you're going to you know write a synopsis, write episodes for something that's new and kind of a reboot, and your take on Scooby-Doo and the characters, do your research. Do your research before you do anything. Because, like I said, even if you want to use the show to take pot shots and everything, do your research before you even put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard and start typing. That's the lesson that needs to be learned. But anyway, though, guys, I just wanted to do this follow-up on the video I just did. And the fact that, again, the lesson here, do your research. If you're somebody that wants to do your own interpretation of something, or you're going to get hired on to write an episode or several episodes of not an entire season, do your research before you apply pen to paper or fingers to keyboard and, you know, start typing. That's the lesson here. But let me know what your guys' thoughts are overall, and I am out. Talk to you all later.